Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this Saturday's Fife Properties show. Now, this one is the landlord's Xmas break. And uh, we were just laughing off camera there, Jim, about taking a break. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, obviously, we're going to go through some tips to take some time off and recharge over the holidays and things as well. And uh, people might laugh, uh, even thinking, because they think we, us guys, never take, especially ourselves, I'll never take a break. But we do. We do. It's just you do it in the right way. Do but, it? <laughs> I'm yeah. just been on a penny the now saying, where's these forecasts you were going to send to me? Can you send me over them so I can work on them during the Christmas period? Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, so, it's, I mean, to completely switch off it is quite difficult for a lot of people and maybe not always the right thing. I mean, you don't want to always take your eye off the ball, but um, it's good to take time to obviously recharge and, and things and spend time with your family, of course. So, um, is that... <laughs> <laughs> this is the year where I keep going around saying bah humbug to everything. And, and it's, it's a bit tongue in cheek, but the reality is I'm so used to 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 working at Christmas. And the reason I'm so used to working at Christmas is because I come from an accountancy background and Christmas was the time, and manufacturing especially, mm -hmm. and Christmas was the time of year where you would do the mass stock take and yeah. all the accountants would get in and, and the accounts department and the purchasing department and everybody, the buyer, everybody could get hands on and they would come in over the Christmas period when the when the manufacturing facility was 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 at its minimal disruption or or maybe even shut down for the Christmas period. And we would do stock mass stock takes about what we had for the accounts. So I'm I'm so used to it every single year, but then I'm used to it because my father was like that as well. You know, mm -hmm. so it's no surprise, you know, the first mirror I had was my mom and dad so there's yeah. no surprise that i just expect it what does, does everybody know work like yeah and that's just that's just the work ethic that was ingrained in you of course i think as well though as as a landlord as an investor um it's i still go back to saying it's my conditioning uh, not necessarily when i was younger well it is to a degree but it's also a lot to do with the books i've read and the people i've associated with um yeah. these are the people that have been far more successful and to them you know, fair enough, Christmas is another time, it's it's a family time, but it's not the traditional, it's not a traditional, right, set routine, like, okay, this is Christmas Eve, this is what we do on Christmas Eve, this is Christmas Day, this is what we do on Christmas Day, this is Boxing Day, this is what we do on Boxing Day, and then on every other day after that in the run-up to Hogman A, this is what we do and visit all these different people. Yeah. And for some people, it's almost that regimental. And in my opinion for that is just like I will do today what others will not to achieve tomorrow what others yeah. cannot. And and because effectively if you're compounding that over 50 years, we're getting to wealth creation show, aren't we? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you're compounding that and you're talking about maybe 37 hours, 37 and a half hours, because it's a working week, mm -hmm. uh, times the 50 years, um, you're uh, you're an extra you're an extra well, you're an extra year, effectively, 50 weeks. Yeah. Over, so if you're at my age, you know, that's kind of what it is. And, and I'll be honest, yes, I did start work at five years old. <laughs> and that's, uh, that just kind of falls in line with um, getting back your time. Uh, and we're going to speak about that. And that's what our next Wealth Recreation show is about, is about time. So it is time equals time money. And, and time equals money. money could be answered in a one, one yeah. section. It's like, no, it doesn't. Uh, but why doesn't it? And why doesn't time not equal money? So 12.30. Christmas Day, yeah, <laughs> live on Christmas Day, um, twelve thirty, Wealth Creation Show. A brilliant um, topic. Does time, time equal money? Yeah, it is a brilliant top, topic, and and that's kind of it follows suit on what we're talking about here about the time of year and taking a break. But then thinking about, do you know, it's a good time to reflect about how you use your time and how you implement it into your and yeah. your um, your journey and your success. But like you say, Jim, being a landlord and investor is to be an it's to be like an it's to be an entrepreneur. And to be an entrepreneur, you never really switch off. There's, I mean, you're all your mind's always going. You're always on the go. So it is good to have a wee bit just that time, kind of maybe. And like I say, not to kind of shut off, but more to reflect. I think reflect and and forecast. Um, you were just saying about obviously speaking to Perry about forecast. It's a good time to do that. Reflection and. Mm -hmm. uh reflection is a really good thing to do because mm -hmm. you could learn a lot from it. I, I mean, that's. That's how I would say probably what it is. It's a great time of year as well because every, everything stops for everyone else. Yes. Let's just say the 95% group. Everything stops for them um, in normal day-to-day -day life. So therefore, if you're wanting to catch up on stuff, um, then you can catch up on it. I think that's probably the most important thing, especially planning as well for tax. 
you know, that's a really good one for this time of year. For a lot of landlords, yeah. typically your tax year end is going to be the 31st of March. Mm-hmm. So you would want to you would want to then plan right now. So I typically tell you what I do when it comes to the tax year end. We're going off track here, actually. It's time to take off a break and recharge. It's like, no, <laughs> send me do all the things that you could have got done. Uh, so so at this time of year, I generally, and, and that's what I was out in Spain for, I generally look at where the numbers are right now. Because if you're a landlord, you know how much rent you're going to have coming in in the next three months, including the December. Yeah. Um, and then it, So that's four months. So the next four months, you know what's coming in. You know what the interest rates are going to be because they're going to be more or less stable. And you've probably fixed all your deals. So you know what your interest rates are. You know what are the other overheads that you've got generally coming in every single month as well. And then you can then plan from there once you factor that in and extrapolate your your current accounts that you've got just now, your yeah. profit and loss account and your balance sheet. You can extrapolate that out to the 31st of March and apply that and say, OK, this is the profit I'm going to come in at if I don't do any more repairs. At that point, that's when you go, wait a minute. Now, this is just a timing difference, by the way, because you can't do anything else about it, but it's accruals and prepayments. The accountant's friend, mm-hmm. accruals and prepayments. We've got too much profit. Right, let's accrue something. We've got too much. We've not got enough profit. Man, we've got the prepayments we could write back. Um, you know, these sort of things. That's the, or, or, or we've got any obsolete stock and we've suddenly found it's no longer obsolete and we could write it back. These are the sort of things that you would uh, you would utilize on. So it's a great thing for for um, especially if you're self-employed. You know, if you're a single uh, landlord yourself, and it's in, it's all in your name and your wife's name, then potentially if it's going to push you into the higher bracket, and by moving some of the profit to next year, the next tax year, you could bring it down to the lower bracket, so you're not paying 40, 45 or forty or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, I believe there's another tax bracket being created in Scotland for higher rate payers at forty five percent or something. Yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy. Eh? How the last person, the last person has got any wealth at all, uh, just switched the light out on the way out from Scotland. By the way, mm-hmm. um, that it's absolute lunacy. Anyway, that's another story, yeah. and and time will tell because people will look back on this in about three years' time and think, did that strategy actually work? Um, I could tell you right now, no. <laughs> it doesn't and it doesn't raise any more money it just makes it worse because people people like myself we get more creative in terms of tax planning uh, we're able to move it about easier uh, because we've got multiple companies we can do intercompany um, um, pricing and that makes it a lot more easier for for um, for um, tax planning and tax efficiency anyway let's get back to this where were we Richard yeah that would just, well, what we're talking about obviously I mean being a landlord investor is technically an entrepreneur and and to do that i mean you're constantly all year round juggling your work yeah obviously your rental property if you self-manage uh, and don't have an agent um you're and obviously looking after your family and things like that so sometimes you need a moment to take a break a break and a breather but christmas might be that time to step back and take that break but i think like we just said there it's a good time to look at the yeah. opportunities that maybe other people everybody else is winding down i mean the whole country comes to a, a kind of shutdown for a few days mm-hmm. and 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 that's what i'm saying we're not saying don't take a break but look at the opportunities you've got there in that time where everybody else is preoccupied and, yeah, and every, uh, everybody else does about a week shopping just for one day <laughs> I, know, I, know. I know i mean the shops are open again on boxing day but anyway that's a different story but yeah it's a good time to reflect and forecast and look at opportunity as well and the um we done the uh, the last the last show the winter's prep checklist so to get yourself and your and your property uh, portfolio ready uh, look at that send it on to your tenants make sure your properties are ready for the winter they're ready for that that break because contractors and things as well i mean unless you've got your good contractors that you've got in place for emergency call out nothing else is going to happen so you need to make sure everything's and, and you've done your due diligence with your property prep and things and they're ready for uh, any kind of break and the holidays and the weather and things as well so that's a good one so the Lettons winter prep we've done that um two weeks past so you'll find that in the playlist as well so that's quite a good one but um yeah the um the the typical landlord or investor I mean it doesn't really stop at five o'clock every day it doesn't stop at, at five o'clock every day and if you're an agent and watching this you'll know it doesn't stop at five o'clock every day um, and it can become a bit of an obsession for people with property. And, and uh, well, I'll say passion, actually, and not obsession. 
uh, and people do I mean I know my mind does it's property and, and things as well so it is a good time to take a wee bit of a step back and for your own health and your mental yeah. health and things as well and we've spoke about that a lot but um I think as well for taking a break it doesn't always mean completely shutting off and I don't think that's the thing but use the time I mean you said did you mention about reading there Jim reading's a really good thing where you could relax but you're still obviously progressing yourself at the same time that's it so you've got this you've got this time that you would normally use for your normal day-to-day work and fair mm-hmm. enough the rest of the country shuts down being a landlord you'll never shut down anyway it's just yeah. the it's just the name of the game you know it's the, the it's great because for everybody it works full time anyway it's always been a side hustle mm-hmm. and it could be run like that on a t- on, on a part-time basis and, it, and you know unless you've got multiple properties and you self-manage <laughs> but that's another story and mm-hmm. we talked about that before about what self-managing does to you and how it yeah. how it actually holds you back from growing your wealth by yeah. self-managing yourself yeah we'll um, talk about that on monday on the the the, uh, the wealth creation show because it's all about time and uh, good. perfect Okay, so I think uh, do you do you really need to resist the temptation for you know we we say things like you can resist the temptation for looking on the property websites and stuff like that, but maybe this time of year is the best time to do it. That's what I mean about the opportunity thing, and a lot of people will step back and so uh, and I, and I didn't I noticed the other day there's still property come on the market yesterday and things even still, and we were and I think the, the show last week we uh, yourself yeah. and Perry Jim was obviously talking about the the time of year for putting your property on the market and time for the spring and things as well obviously well and we'll have the boxing day bounce and then obviously new year time's busy but um i wouldn't shy away from still looking at opportunities for uh, investment if you're an investor you've got a captive audience I, I see some of the ones that we're listing now and i'm thinking god i wish i could buy them mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just i'm just i'm okay then now you know i'm, I'm okay I'm, I'm moving forward and buying an, uh, buying this portfolio so i'm yeah. still okay moving forward but there's some there's some crackers come on and i think god I, you know that's that that seems like that's a really good property and a decent return yeah so if i was if i was a smaller landlord i would take the opportunity to look right now on all the websites uh, avoid the doom articles the typical things yeah. definitely you've got to do is you know keep yourself away from these um, a great book to read is rhinoceros success and I tell you what, when you start reading it, you think this is a kid's book. It's like, it's no, it's actually a book. It actually teaches you how to build mental toughness and build a skin, you know, mental skin around a shield around yourself, almost like as tough as a rhinoceros's skin. And mm-hmm. so that's a really good book to read at this time of year. But, you know, avoid all these lettings. You know, there's loads of, see the hypothetical people that keep coming on about what if the sun and the moon and the stars all align at the same time? And I'm like, is that going to happen? Like, um, is that really possible to do? Uh, well, no, really, but what if it does? And it's like, I, I, don't, I just didn't want to think about that because it's purely conjecture and hypothetical. And and why should we be discussing it? It's just a waste of energy, a waste of emotions, a waste of resources. Yeah, so, as a, as and a kind of waste of time on pie in the sky stuff, eh? Avoid the avoid the greeters, <laughs> and I don't mean the greeters as in the greetings for Christmas. I mean the yeah, greeters that are like, oh, was me. It's like poor landlord. It's like, hey, if you're thinking to yourself, poor landlord, don't be in the business. Yeah, you shouldn't be in the business at all because it's you know you chose it for a reason. If it if you're thinking that right now, it's maybe not the profession you should be in. Because when it comes to looking after your tenant, you're maybe going to have a different mindset than somebody like me. You know, your tenant is your customer and your client. A, a, a customer, a client is somebody you'll have for life. A mm. customer is a one-off retail transaction. Yeah. So a client, you know, my tenants are my clients and I'll look after them for the rest of their life if they want. And I will house them, look after them. I'll make sure the property is window watertight and all the repairs and improvements are done over a period of time that they stay there. As long as they pay the rent, look after the property and don't be antisocial to your neighbours. Yeah. That's all I ask of anybody to do that. Um, yeah, okay, we could say t- you could take a break. One of the suggestions, take a break about thinking about finances, mortgage payments and interest rates. Um, interest rates are going to go up any time. You're always switched on, especially if you're excited about your future. You're yeah. always switched on. You're always wired and fired. So that's fine. But this is for, you know, but this is this show is primarily for the, 
the majority of landlords. Yeah. You know, the landlords that will, you know, okay, this is a perfect time of year. I can rest, I can relax. Most people would be okay. But there's also other things to think about, you know, as I said before, um, about the winter prep checklist. Make mm -hmm. sure you've got your contractors in place. Make sure you've primed them beforehand. It's like, you know, are you going to be able to come out if I get a call out on Christmas Day? Well, I think it's Sorry. not good enough to think to yourself and just assume that if Christmas Day comes along and anything happens, like the boiler breaks down, that your tenant's not going to phone you because it's Christmas Day. That's just appalling. It's like, no, your tenant is expected to phone you and you better make sure you've got somebody in line to actually do something. Now, if it's a part you need for that boiler, you've got no chance because none of the merchants are open. So you're just going to have to wait anyway, more than likely. But if it's something so simple, like the system has to be topped up because the you know it's had uh, uh, it's gone down below the pressure point. Um, maybe it's really cold that day, and the condenser pipe is actually frozen out, and that's what cuts off the boiler. So mm -hmm. the conde the condenser pipe's frozen because of the constant drip for the water, and it's frozen over time and built up. Yeah, and that's sealed it off. So that's, that's these are the sort of things that you should be aware of as a as a as a landlord, uh, and, and I mean landlord doesn't self manage. Um, as an investor, hey, hey, you didn't need to bother with that. Thanks, Richard. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm just going to touch on as well. If you're, if obviously you want to use this time of year to have a have a bit of a wind down, spend time with the family and things like that, and you've got a portfolio, you really have to have somebody looking after it for you. Because, yeah. I mean, I know yesterday, I mean, officially our offices and things closed for the, the, the few days um, for the Christmas break. But I know yesterday I was doing all the prep to make sure everything's in place, my contractors are ready, do you know, we have the right, the phone systems are all set up properly to deal with things over the, the few days that the office is closed. Um, so that landlords don't have to worry about that because that's what they have asked for. <laughs> it's known as well which which of your landlords are going to be three sheets to the wind if you phone them. <laughs> so you need to you need to make sure you've got another one. Which of your contractors, you need contractors, to make sure. Yeah, I know what you mean, you know, sorry. Sorry, the contractors through three seats to the wind, no the landlords. Most landlords will be it. But but my point is the contractors, because some of the contractors, look, I've had a drink, I can't go, I can't come yeah. out. It's impossible. So just to have a sort of backup plan. Um uh, yeah, I've got all my contract contractors in place, definitely. I was gonna say to take a, a, a leaf out of the royal family's book, have a spare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Harry. If you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> all but, of these things yeah, are essential yeah, elements. They're important. essential elements, really, to being a landlord, isn't it? Um, but you're allowed a few days off to think about purely about yourself. The news will still be there when you get back at, you know, that when you get back to to your work. Your work but, things, you know. but I'll be honest, if you're a landlord, and and we've said this in you know our article, if you're a landlord, you're not getting time off. No, you don't just want to, you just don't get time off. Call. You're on call. If you yeah. want to be a professional landlord and you want to, you want because you and I mean self-manage, then you're going to have to be available 24-7. That's the reality. There's a level so of we could, that we could all think fluffy dogs and you know roses and and you know uh, smelly creative candles and all the rest of it and how nicey nicey everything is as a landlord, but it's not. Landlord is a hard graft, it's not easy. Everybody thinks it's easy because you hear about all the successful stories. And, and that's the only thing anybody ever shares with you about the successes. Look at me. Look at me. But we all know that's all designed to attract investors and somebody else's money yes. so they can use it. Um, the, nobody talks about the horror stories of being a landlord. And I tell you, I could give you quite a lot of horror stories. And and it would, it would curl your toes, as my dad says, you know, curl your toes, basically, because it's like, oh, my God, it's like, how, how are you able to put up with that and the mental toughness you have to have yeah. to, to, to go through that? When a, when a tenant decides not to pay you for the whole year um, and you can't do anything about it because the legislation keeps them in place and yeah. it keeps them in their tenancy and you're, you're sitting with no rent for a whole year and you've still got to pay the mortgage. And to be a self-managed landlord, like I said, there is a level of commitment there and it's a commitment to keeping yourself, um, obviously your knowledge and things of the, the industry and legislation and, you know, because that could leave you wide open as well. So that is, I mean, it could be a, it could be quite a rocky road, especially if you're not educated yeah. to the, the proper facts. Um, and, and being a letting agent can be a rocky at times as well, but you just need to keep making sure that you are up to date with how things should be dealt with and how how the legislation is running and that that's so if you really thing. want to take time off Richard yeah. if you really want to take time off this is how you need to look after yourself okay taking care of your well-being probably is isn't just for yoga retreats and Ibiza um 
or or ashrams in India. Yeah, wasn't the yoga retreat when I was in Ibiza anyway? But that was a long, that was a while well, ago. And, and and Portugal then, and I'll and I'll some <laughs> yeah. some countryside location. I'm thinking of juicy retreats by uh, um, what do you call him, Jason Vale. Yeah, he's got he's got one there. Uh, Alicia Dixon actually um, uh, frequently um, visits, and that includes landlords uh, needs. Uh, that includes landlords really, uh, and you need a balance between the, uh, your personal and your professional life. Mm-hmm. Now, most people will want that, so I'm going to say that. Uh, and but tongue in cheek, if you're wanting to be really successful, you ain't going to have a balance. The balance is going to be one way, and it's going to be towards. Um, basically investment strategies being a landlord and almost 24 7 in your mind you have to be obsessive you said you you said you have to be dedicated and all the rest there whatever it is what you use but really right. you do have to be obsessive if you really want to make it yeah and the festive season's perfect time to create new healthy habits and there's some of the easiest ways to do this like let's think about this right oh connect with the outside world go for a walk yeah. beach park Solar runs great down here. It's, it's perfect time of year to get out for a walk and uh, get up early and go for a walk and, and have that extended time where you don't need to worry about. Because I mean, I, I like to walk and things in the morning and evenings, but then I've always got something to rush back for. So, and, and a lot of people will be the same. And yeah. that is brilliant habits to have uh, incorporating walking and things into your, your daily routine. Because it does, it does a lot for up here. Uh, energetic exercise, a bit of running like I do, um, a bit of exercise in the morning, sit-ups, push-ups, um, mm-hmm. pull-ups, um, you know, whatever it is, if you, you know, a local spin class, uh, squash with somebody, tennis, well, tennis, I'm saying tennis, I'm only saying tennis because I was out in Necker Island, we were playing tennis, <laughs> that's why, that's why it popped into my mind, um, press-ups, you know, whatever you could think of it will just energize your body on an aerobic level and yeah. um, get your heart going and um, so it takes your mind off everything this is quite an important one i saw dynamo the other day on mm-hmm. um not actually physically so but i was i was watching him on diary of a ceo and he was talking about his um therapist because obviously he's, he's gone through a huge amount of um, turmoil and trauma in his life recently mm-hmm. um and his therapist was saying you need to get he was giving them like like sound to listen to now, I don't know what that sound is, but they've put it in the comments on the post and I never ever listened to it. But I've got a funny feeling it's sounds of the outside and nature. Nice. And this is why I talk to everybody. If you go for a walk outside, for God's sake, do not put your Walkman or your earphones or your earpods or music into your mind. Switch yourself off completely and start to engage with the what's in around about you. The, one of the things I just keep catching myself doing as well as seeing a lot of other people doing is they all sit down and they bring out their phones and then they engage with somebody else completely different than the people sitting around about them. Now, yeah. that used to be considered rude, but now that's considered normal. Yeah, I know. And and that's not healthy at all, being connected to that phone all the time. You need to, you need to, I don't mean you need to throw it away and run away from it in any shape or form. I just mean you need to discipline yourself to actually switch off. It's the biggest threat to us. And it's the biggest threat to time. We're going to talk about that on Monday as well, yeah. isn't it? The biggest threat to our time is social media interaction and mm-hmm. also television and stuff like that. The yeah. one-eyed monster that sits in the corner of the room and it will suck the brain right out of you, that television. And it's kind of, that's what your phone's become as well. As, as everybody's watching here, <laughs> what are you doing watching this? Go and do something more important. <laughs> you can catch up on this later on. Um I mean, without nurturing your body and mind, stress can genuinely build up, and it can become your new norm. You could you could operate a pattern of behaviour based on purely on stress. You could actually think because you're being stressed that you're actually being productive. I've been there. I've been there. That you know the 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 stress became addictive. Mm-hmm. It became it became an, a marker and an indicator to me that I was actually being successful. That's how I, that's how I, that's how I treated stress and how I felt stress and cortisone rushing through your system is a is a is a real buzz having cortisone but having it all the time is not healthy for you at all. I think this is a that this having all that and the stressors and all the rest of it is a is a lot to do with uh, long term illness as well mm-hmm. and contributing to that like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and stuff. I think that's a lot of stuff. So mindful meditation, start practicing it and, and can, things like daydreaming 
uh, can do wonders for your mental health. I used to get tell off all the time by my teachers. It's like <laughs> in my report card every single year, he's a bit of a dreamer. He just looks out the windows. Now I'd be going, thank you very much, because it's the it's the dreamers that change the world. <laughs> if you ain't dreaming, you ain't changing anything, because that's where it all appears, and that's where it all happens from in the first place. Yeah. You have to have a vision in the beginning in order for it to become reality and work towards that and, at the end. And the other thing I think we also, as I would recommend probably putting your feet up, Richard, you know, what's your yeah. thoughts on this? Yeah, I think it's really good kind of forget other FOMOs and, and embrace a kind of time of a wee bit zen, I think, as well. And do you know what, as well, and especially this time of year, and staying in can just be as fulfilling as going out. You know, I, I see Christmas and New Year and things and everybody's so eager. Let's get finished on Black Friday and all go out and, and all go to the pubs and they'll do that for the duration of their Christmas and New Year holiday and that I'm isn't highly up to people and, I, and I'm not going to, I mean I, I, I used to love going out all the time, I don't go out as much anymore really and do you know, do you know what I found from that and what I've learned from that is that I spent all this time where I had holiday, like time off and you're out and you're doing things and it's time you get back to work and, and or try and concentrate, you've not even had a break you've not even had time just to chill and I think that's really important Exhausted. Put, put your phone down, do you know don't get involved in going out to the pubs and things as much. I mean, I'm not saying everybody stay in, obviously. I mean, I'll probably go out at some point. But, um, and and yeah, like, just take a time to kind of have a bit of zen. And and one of the main things, like we say, is get lost in a good book and and, and at, the, at the same time as relaxing. You know, educate yourself. Keep, keep your mind active. Yeah, definitely. So good. I mean, obviously, books for me are things like, you know, the positive mental attitude books, the business yeah. books, the books of uh, autobiographies I could learn from people yeah. that are more successful than me. That's the type of books that I, I like and I engage with. Um, but other people like the things like the crime books, the sci-fi, the romance books. Um, these are all other things other people like. And yeah, if, if you like it and you love it and it makes you relax and it, you change mm -hmm. your train of thought and stuff and it takes you away to a different place at some point in time then by all means you know fill your boots with yeah i think it's as well as maybe i, I don't know I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of movies and stuff mm -hmm. as well so maybe this is the time to catch up it's also the time to sit and watch it's a wonderful life by jimmy stewart <laughs> nope, you know, i've never seen that oh you're joking richard you have to watch and it you know, i heard on the radio the other day um I think they've got an entire channel dedicated to that film and it's just running continuously. Uh, listen, that. I'll tell you what, it'll, it'll, it, it's, a, it's a film and I know it, it changed my perspective on life. I think when I've I seen was, some When I was there. young. I've never sat and watched it all the way through. Yeah, it's a film that changed my perspective on life when, when I was young. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just saw it and I thought, I want to be George Bailey. That's the type of person I want to be. And, it's, um, I, and, and I love watching it every single year for well, that very that, reason. And there, that's something for me. Maybe I should sit down and watch it this year. When I maybe shouldn't have watched that channel because I'll be completely yeah, to that channel every single time. <laughs> I don't know what channel it is, but um, yeah, I heard that. It just plays it on a loop. So, so these are the things. I mean, we've got a list here of books to get you know lost in, and also things like fifty-two comfort films to watch again and again with the Guardian. Yeah. Um, on on this on this link on the post itself. If you prefer to multitask, then maybe audiobooks. Uh, you know, like what I do in the morning. You know, I'll, I'll have the television on in the bathroom and I'll have Diary of a CEO playing while I'm getting mm -hmm. washed and dressed for the morning. And then, you know, when uh, elsewhere I could read a book and make use of productive time overall. So audiobooks and music and radio are your friends. And uh, and if you really can't live with lens over, over Christmas, then um, stream a landlord podcast from the sofa. Well, watch your playlist back if you're really that keen on continuing. I go back the playlist for all the yeah, landlord stuff that we've done. Yeah. There's huge and huge amounts of timeless content on the Saturday shows. Now we're up to episode what? Where are we about episode 178 or something like that? Yeah. So we're at episode 178. So we've got at least three years worth. So we've got about one and a half years worth of landlords because we do a sales one week and we do a landlords the next week. And then you've got all the ones in between. You've got the Wealth Creation Show as well to listen to. So there's lots and lots of content overall to listen to. A bonus for staying at home is the perfect way to use up your Christmas leftovers. And if you're stuck for inspiration, you know, the Olive Magazine has a great recipe to come up with a storm and leave nothing to waste. If you're, you know, if this is the time maybe to, to you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'll, I used to love cooking Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, and unfortunately, I was, you know, I'd gone by the wayside for a few years because I'd worked continuously all the time. Um, but yeah. you know, these are the sort of things I like getting involved in. I just, I, I like, I like cooking. I like, I like being creative and stuff like that. And I know you do as well. Sorry? I know you do as well. Yeah, I know. It could be quite a therapeutic thing. And it's quite uh, an enjoyable thing. And it's something you could do with the family as well. But it's it's therapeutic from the point of view it, it takes your mind off because you're now concentrating on something else and you go away from that because thinking about the same thing all the time is not good for you mm-hmm. i mean that's coming from somebody that's quite obsessive and quite driven and focused and um, but it, but it isn't good for you i know it's not good for you because i know because i've been through it myself so you need to make that great escape but yeah. how do we do that richard yeah i mean like you say jim we've all got um regular habits and it's good to keep some of them obviously because it's quite hard to discipline yourself into that we talk about habit starting and things as well but it's also a good time to like you say even if it's cooking or something just to take your mind off for a few hours or or, or a small amount of time because to continually think about the same thing isn't always good so i mean yeah the time of year visit a friend or relative maybe somebody you've never seen for a while go and see them if they don't live too far away sit and have a coffee do you know what I mean? Have a have a Christmas drink with them and things. Catch up with people. Use that time to build relationships and or keep relationships alive with people that mean something to you. Um, and then maybe head out if you're if you, I mean if you stay in the city or or if you stay in um somewhere, go out and have um a time in nature. I think is really important. Go for that walk. Spend that time. Um, and and like you say, Jim, don't have your earphones in. Really embrace what's going on uh, around you. Yeah, that's, I think that's a really I think that's a really important thing. Do you know what I've tried to do for? <laughs> I've kept saying for years and years because I don't really do New Year's and the bells and things anymore. Like in terms of going out, um, and I've always wanted to go and book like a cabin and go away for the for the New Year for a few days. And I've, <laughs> I've never done it, so I, I need to do it one year because I always intend to do it and then I don't. Do it now then. Do it yeah. now for next year. You can book it. A lot of these things can let you book it for next year. So just just do it. If you don't do it or schedule it in your diary for some time to come up, you know, before you get to the end of next year. Yeah. And uh, what, I mean, what gets scheduled gets done. That's yeah. that's the that's the that's the right thing. Uh, yeah. A long and, drive. Winter, yeah. You know, I mean, fair enough. It's winter and stuff like that. But I'm I'm a big fan of, you know, coast walks, countryside walks. Um. Yeah, where we are, we're lucky when we could go along the east. Yeah, we could go the countryside. And you know, it's quite it's quite a good time of year as well because everybody else is preoccupied and things. So it's quite quiet and it's a it's a it's a really different feeling to the usual um day that you would maybe head along the, the East Newt to Anstrill and things as well. Do you know it's not as bustling, it's it's quite it's quite a different experience. So it's quite good to and it's a good time to uh, think and recharge. Yeah, definitely. I mean charging the environment. It's a pro. It's a, really, it's a proven method to switch off what you're currently and and replacing your familiar surroundings with a whole new range of stimulants and sights and experiences mm-hmm. is is extremely beneficial. But, you know, I, I hate being cliched, and I'm never a, I'm never a person to be mainstream, but it's good for your mental health. Yeah. Well, do you know <laughs> what? I, see, I don't. I don't. You know, I. Oh, I hate buying into things like that. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, if, if ninety five percent, if hundred percent of the population is doing that, I'm probably going to be doing this. Yeah, that, that's and and my sister will vouch for that because she says every time I see white, you'll say black, and if I say black, you'll say white, <laughs> and it's like, and it's like that's because we're two completely opposite things, <laughs> and and that's a good thing, uh, I would say. But but that's uh, you know that I, I've always been like that. You know I'll. I'll, somebody once said, Jim, you'll argue with your own shadow. <laughs> <laughs> but but in my mind, it's a, it's the the discussion and the debate it goes on in my mind. Let me just explain that. The discussion okay. and debate goes on my mind is actually to come to, to some to come to some confirmed conclusion about what is the best way forward. Yeah. So it can be viewed as a good thing. Um, but you really need to plan for that peace of mind. How yeah. would we do that then? Yeah, I mean, although this blog talks about taking a break, and, and I'm, I'm all for it, and and I think like things like go for a walk and walking the dogs one for me as well, just to kind of shut off, even just for that short period of time. Yeah. Um, we will hazard a guess that you're going to think about lettings and, and being a landlord and things at some point over the Christmas. I mean, nobody that 
uh, has a property portfolio or has even just one property, but as a landlord in some aspect, it will enter your mind during that, that time. Why so, would it not? Why yeah. would it not, Richard? Think about this. Oh, my God, you're excited about your future because mm -hmm. your job, which is your nine to five, which which provides for your living, um, you're excited for your future because what what you're being a landlord is is going to provide for your lifestyle later on in life. Yeah, it's going to compound over the medium to long term and actually have a good return on investment. Um, and you just need to put the effort in to do that. So you're bound to be excited about that. So why? I, I, I keep saying when people say people used to say to me, Jim, slow down. It's like you know, it's like you need to slow down. You're going to burn yourself out and all the rest. And I'm like, God, it's like you know, because you're telling me that, that's a good thing. Because <laughs> I kind of think you're broke at a different level, and I certainly don't want that lifestyle um, that you've got buying all these things to impress people that you don't like. Mm -hmm. um, that's it. I don't want to buy into that, and um, I've got a totally different thought process in here. But that's programmed by the books you read and the people you associate with. Yeah. So there's where there's where over time it's managed to be beneficial. So it's there's no surprise why you wouldn't want to think about it. Um, almost obsessive 24-7 because because you're excited about your future. Why would you not get excited about your future? If you knew you were going to, if you knew where you were going to be in the next 10, in the next 20, in the next 30 years, and what and and what's how it's gonna how it's gonna work for you, and you're you're probably gonna be you know, I'm gonna say, I was gonna say you're possible, you're probably no, you knew you were gonna be financially free, you would do it. As my mentor said to me in the very beginning, Jim, if you could be a millionaire in the next 10 years, would you read every single day? I mean, you're damn right. And he said, well, OK, read every single day and I'll guarantee you in the next 10 years, you will be a millionaire. OK, I'll just take your word for it then. And and like the cynical person I am, I goes, I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> I'm going to read every day and in 10 years, I'm going to come back to you and go, get it up, yeah. It didn't work. Unfortunately, it did. Yeah. it worked. I know. I know. Unfortunately. Well, but from that point of view, about get yeah. it up, yeah, it didn't work. It's like, unfortunately, it didn't work. I ended up becoming a millionaire. <laughs> so, so, Jerry... And Jerry and Pat, uh, Pat Gregory and Jerry Scriven, uh, thank you very much for that advice. And Ben and D'Souza as well, actually, you know, because they used to say that to me all the time. If you read every single day and you read the right books that we recommend and you'll be a millionaire in the next 10 years. And I went, nah, I didn't believe that, but I'm going to do it just to mm -hmm. prove you wrong. Because <laughs> I was that cynical at that point in time about everything. Um, aye, and, uh, and, and they proved me wrong. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean... Like we've said, and I think just to reinforce, why not use this time of year and use that brain space to get ahead um, when other people maybe aren't? And, and and look at some of the tasks that often get left and, and to the last minute. A lot of people do it. And that's, um, or um, make your home life a lot more comfortable so you have a clearer mind heading into the new year. And I mean, what kind of things can we look at to do that do get last they left to the last minute and you mentioned it already jim and i think really filing your, return. your return, yeah and it, that's return every yeah. single time yeah. see the amount of people that leave there i even had somebody contact me personally and sent me a message and says could would you be able to do my tax return because i have no idea what i'm doing how i'm doing it. i went no i'll not be doing anybody's tax no. return i don't even do my own tax return Mm -hmm. I actually just make sure all the numbers are right, and I send it off to my accountant, and they do yeah. all the final. They do all the final filing of the statutory accounts, the P and L, the balance sheet. They do all the final filing of the tax return as well. And all I need to do is send another instruction to Tony at the accounts department and say, Tony, could you just pay that for me from this account? That's mm -hmm. it. That's as far as it goes for me right now in terms of that. The only thing I do, as I said, is the tax planning. So yeah. yes, you could do it on on the day of the deadline and stay up till midnight. As my father used to do, see success leaves clues and also it leaves lessons to learn. So my father's extremely successful for where he started. Um, and it does leave a lot of clues for me. And, and I've learned a lot of things off of him. But the one thing I've learned the most is, goodness sake, will you get your VAT returns and your tax returns in and done on time, way in advance so you know exactly where you are. You know, all these different things. I know... I, I, my accountant must must be quite frustrated because they're into a routine 
where they leave, they, they you know, they deliberately leave everybody till almost the last minute because all their customers are in that, you know, sort of uh, regimental fashion in yeah. terms of the processes, right? Okay, now we need to get your tax return because it's due in the next, uh, it's due next month. That's how they do it. Whereas mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. I want my tax return done now. This is the year end as far as I'm concerned. So for example, um, 31st of uh, December is my year end for Parker Housing mm -hmm. Limited. So mm -hmm. I'll be doing my, I'll be getting my finalised accounts done by the end and, and all, all, uh, you know, written up and everything like that, and all my adjustments made as well to make sure everything works perfectly. Uh, I'll be doing that by the before the end of January. Now, this is meant to be done for the in nine months' time, but I'll mm -hmm. do it for the end of January, and then I'll tell him um, or or her. Well, it's mainly him because it's Colin. Um, I'll tell Colin. It's like, okay, there's my return. Can you get these filed now? Why would I do that so early? Well, the reason I do that so early is because. It's actually, if you've got good news, get them filed now. Because yeah. when you go to the banks and say, I need lending or I need you to come in on me on this deal, uh, the banks go, where's your where's your filed accounts? And and then uh, what the worst thing you could do is go, well, okay, it's my accounts from over a year ago. <laughs> You're seeing it's my filed accounts. It's like, it's no the recent ones. But I'll give mm -hmm. you a copy of my draft ones. But, you know, I would rather have, this is what I filed, yeah this is what we've got and this is how successful we are so far because then the the risk assessors that they send it to because that's how it's all done then go flipping it tick that box yes because so you failed it you failed yeah. it you've more or less said that is the bona fide certified final accounts this isn't any draft nothing's going to change this is what's at company's house and then they go tick that box proactive forward that's why you need to do all these different plus the fact then you know how much tax you're due for the from nine months from now so if yeah. you've not got enough money because you've spent it all on investment property yeah. you can build up that tax yeah. that money right now um because that's what that's how most people work they work most self-employed and most small limited companies incorporated um, um businesses yeah um, like plumbers and, and roofers and all the rest of it and landlords as well now they all spend the money as the go and literally they have to find the money to pay the tax they don't put it aside a lot of people mm -hmm. they just live from hand to mouth every single day and every single week every single month so when it comes to pay their tax bill if they've got one they're going oh my god i've got my tax yeah, bill they're leaving what do that I do? yeah they go, they go and have to they have to borrow it or they have to find it and have to be creative in what they're doing and they have to jump about and then they have to like we'll have to take it for that money and then we'll have to use credit cards for our own spending for the next three or three or four months it's like Jeez, nah, that, that just shows how not planning properly and uh, not planning ahead can have a knock-on effect. Yeah, then, I don't get then, delusional because yeah. every single time I know find my VAT return, I look at my bank and I look, wow, that's a huge amount of cash flow sitting in the bank. And then I go, mm, that's going to be that much for VAT. And then yeah. I've still got the corporation tax bill to pay. So that's not really a huge amount of cash flow sitting <laughs> in my bank. That's someone else's money I've got to pay. Yeah. Now that that is definitely the right up there at the top of the list is filing your tax return as early as you possibly can, and like you said, Jim, um, ideally by the end of the year, not the obviously the financial year, because then you, if you're waiting till January thirty first, and a lot of people do it, and <laughs> no matter how many times it's, it's said and said, a lot of people do it last minute, and there you see you've just uh, given us an example of maybe the repercussions of that leaving it to the last minute. Well, this is this goes back to. Uh, Stephen Covey's seven secrets of wealth, wealth, yeah. you know, successful people. Um, and one of them is when you do that, it's it, it falls from important because it's your tax return and not urgent because it's you can still do it. So it's important and not urgent right now. Yeah. If you do it, it then doesn't fall into important and okay. urgent because if it yeah. falls into important and urgent, it's crisis management yeah. and that causes stress. So you've just made it worse for yourself. So yeah. diarize it and get it and get it in. It's most important thing. Diarize important moments like renewals for insurance as well. You yeah, know, yeah, my insurance level, I think it's every August insurance comes up for us. So every August it comes up. We usually get emails from all the insurers round about um, June, June, July, June. June is more or less the, the time when they actually yeah. all start emailing all their proposals about, what, you know, based on my portfolio, how much the insurance is going to be, what the cover is going to be. And then I'll look at that. Now, I'll be honest, insurance for me is not the biggest thing. It's it, it's more important I've got the right cover 
It's more important. Mm -hmm. I could uh, disaster plan. That's what I do. The things I'm sure for is if the house burns down or if there's a mass, if there's a huge claim, like it's a mass burst pipe or anything like that, these are the things I insure for. I don't insure for the, the front door getting kicked in. I don't insure for things no. like, because I've got a thousand pound excess. It's like, I'll just fix it myself. Because having a thousand pound excess brings my insurance cost down dramatically. Yeah. And it's a hell of a lot. I get a reduction a lot more than what the thousand pound excess would be if I have one claim. And yeah. it's, you know, I've had one claim this year. And and so I've, I've, I've actually, I'm up. I'm up in terms of my money, uh, uh, how yeah. much I've saved on my insurance by doing the thousand pound excess compared to how much I've had to pay out in a claim um, or they've had to pay out. Yeah, but if yeah. you're not insured, then you're, you're you, you need to be insured with some sort of level. We've got insurance for that, haven't we? We have yeah. got people that we deal with day to day, or one of the biggest landlord insurers in Britain, who actually give me a better deal than what the previous person we spoke about actually yeah. gave us. And they're actually, I couldn't they're believe really, that was a third really of my insurance. And they've been really good. We had an incident that we've had to do an insurance claim, and I've had no real problems with the claim. No real problems putting that yeah. through, eh? I thought we would have had a huge pushback with that because the previous people were had huge pushbacks with certain things, and, yeah, and they real, kind of they were really problematic. Yeah, yeah. lapsedical, I would say, and and almost almost bordering on lazy and couldn't be bothered. Mm -hmm. But then there are there are loss adjuster. It's like you know the person that gets appointed as a loss adjuster wants to keep it going as much as possible because they get to charge even more money. It's like an ambulance chaser when you think about it when it comes yeah. to claims, claims insurance. So get these important moments for renewal policies, safety certificates, safety certificates safety as well. Certificate. Well, that's what, yeah, that's a good one. We've got that all systematized yeah, anyway. Well, we have it all, and if you've got a, a, an agent in place, they will have it on their system, and that's all. And I mean, we do that year round as part of dividends, yeah. sheer dividends. This is a really important one. Personally, for myself, I've got dividends every single year. I get the yeah. same amount. I put the same amount into my pension, so it brings me back down to the lower rate uh, taxpayer, and that's what I do every single year. So I'm, I'm all I'm doing is I'm, I'm getting them out at eight point seven five percent tax. Mm -hmm. I'm putting them into my insurance, uh, into my pension, and I'm getting the basic rate back on that. So I'm actually making money on the tax. Yeah, it's totally legit. And somebody says, oh, that's terrible. We should be taking that away. Okay, take it away then. <laughs> it's like, but but as Trump said, and I'm you know, I'm not a big fan of Trump, but I'm getting warm to his ideas and the way he thinks. He's a he's a yeah, he's a person of people. As Trump yeah. says, well, I tell you what, go and change it for everybody else then, because I'm using the same system that all your supporters are using as well. So if you don't like it, change it. But they'll not like it, the people that support you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's quite uh, true. I mean, obviously, I'm not a Trump supporter, but uh, for a business and 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 he's uh, asked uh, that aspect, then he has got some good insights. He wouldn't be. I mean, I know obviously he come from um, money, but he's made a lot in his own. In he's his a own smart well. marketer. Yeah, he's a real market himself very very well. He can't do anything wrong. Oh my God! It's no matter what he does, the people support him even more. It's like, yeah. how do you get to that point? Like, yeah, we wow. talked about before the actual there's brand, all, the Trump yeah, there's brand. A, there's a lot of lessons. Yeah. There's a huge amount of lessons. He's a person of the people because he's speaking on their behalf. He's he's calling out all these people and they're calling him out, but he's saying, you know, it's, he's turning back and saying the same thing. We don't want to go down the roads. No, this no, has been no. a Trump, <laughs> a Trump, <laughs> a Trump, what is it? Uh, um, um, like, uh, oh, I didn't know. Anyway, look around your home for things that are outstanding jobs as well. I tell you what as well, get your dividend payments sorted out. Get your ISAs and your mortgages expired. Yeah, um, make sure you've got them all plugged in. Um, outstanding jobs, all the rest of it. Um, minor declutter uh, to major clearouts, niggling repairs, maintenance, freshening up. All yeah. these things could be done. Um, and, and, and imagine, imagine if you had one or more of these things ticked off on the, on the box by the end of the year. I think when you, when you talk about all these wee niggling things and maintenance things, and, and, and we did cover it in the Lettings Prep one, but the Lettings Prep one, now we say obviously winter time and prep for winter, but remember we've still got, we've still got a couple of cold months to come. Um, so this time, when maybe you're, if, you're, if you are a self-managed landlord and you're, you're on holiday from your normal nine-to-five job, then this is probably the time of year to think, right, I've got, I've got time here to make sure these things are all done and the property is uh, ready for the colder months to come because January and February and things, yeah. 
we've got snow and things on the way. So use this time, think about it, and think, right, let's get things um, and safeguard for that time. Absolutely. Remember, being a landlord is having a duty of care towards your tenant. Your tenant is your client. They pay you money as a customer or a client would pay you every single month to look after the property and actually reinvest in the property for their benefit. And that's what a landlord should be. And that's how a letting agent should approach it as well. And that's how we approach it. And that's how I've always approached it for the last 30 years. It is not about it's not about making thousands and thousands of pounds worth of money. That shouldn't be your first thought process. It should be providing a service to your customer and your client. And when you get that service right and you get that, you know, almost on a world class level, then the returns will follow as a natural byproduct of what you do well. Just like any successful business, that's what it is. It, when it, it's it, and yes, it can be personal because most landlords have one property. Ninety-four percent of them actually in Scotland have one property. Um, five, um, I think it's four percent or five percent have uh, two properties. And 1% have three properties or more. So this is a real, what we call cottage industry mm-hmm. in terms of the Scottish market. And so the, between by being a cottage industry, as being a landlord, it becomes personal. And sometimes you've just got to, you've just got to distance yourself. This is why a lot of people use letting agents because they don't want that personal contact. They don't want that personal contact with it. They want to. They want to have a return on investment. Yes, a reasonable return on investment. And the, and the hope they might actually make a bigger return on investment over a period of time, which you will anyway, because the the value of the property compounds over time. So it's a natural byproduct of using your money productively um, to invest in something that puts a roof over somebody's head, rather than investing in what we talked about before about a pension and a yeah. pension. You invest in, but I actually invest in companies like Glencore, which is exploration, not yeah. good for the environment, but industries, which is tobacco and smoking addictions, uh, Diageo, which is drinks, which is addictions to alcohol. So Pfizer. people people choose, yeah, Pfizer, which is pharmaceuticals, which again takes advantage of people that are ill. So mm-hmm. all these MSPs, for example, I mean, I'll get up my political soapbox here, yeah, all the MSPs, and all, yeah. hey, all these people from Shelter, all these people from all these crisis, all these people, citizens advice, all the rest yep. of it, they've got all their pensions invested in companies which take advantage of people's addictions. And what yeah, I choose to do with my money is to put a roof over someone's head and keep them wind and water tight and safe because they can't afford to do that. And I look after them for that reason. So who is the most moral in this process? It's good for thought. It definitely is. When you, when you put it like that, it is food for thought. And um, a lot of people might not look at it from that, that angle. Um, so it is something to think about. Yeah, you've got some militants out there that just don't get it at all. They don't understand what it's like. They don't understand what it's like to serve another person and put a roof over their head for the rest of their life and, and look after them. They don't understand the the satisfaction you get from that the feeling you get from that and actually the and the relationship you get from that as well so because you know you know yourself i've there's a lot of tenants still with me of oh, yeah i first housed in the beginning and uh, i still have a fantastic relationship with them for that reason and whatever they need or whatever they want i'll i'll help them out i'm quite more than happy to do that and yeah. i think most landlords are like that as well and moving on for that i mean obviously you were a self-managed landlord for a long time and built up good. And there's still some tenants that I look after on your behalf. And, and now they know me, first name. I mean, I, I could pass them in the street the first one yesterday. And it's, hi, Richard. You know, and it's like it's continuing that relationship on your behalf as well. Because obviously you're doing a lot of other things. Look at but, Donald and Amanda. Yeah, Donald and Amanda I've known for over 25 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. And they've been with me and in, in, in moving about my stock, depending on how the circumstances have changed. And they've moved from a one-bedroom to a two-bedroom to a three-bedroom, you know, to a four-bedroom, back to a two-bedroom. Now they're in a two-bedroom again. But don't Amanda, I've been with me for, for more or less most of the life, and most of my life now. More, they've been with me more, more of my life now than than some other people have ever been. Yeah. And yet, you know, I would class I would class them as really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um and and, and I love bumping into them. I usually bump into them when they're up in Silverburn. They're usually out, out and about in their scooters um, for yeah. a wee spin. 
um, asking them how they're getting on and stuff like that. But yeah. but these are the things I think at what um, how you feel rewarded as a landlord. I think these are the things that make you feel rewarded as a landlord, yeah. and and the fact that what you're doing for other people and how yeah. you're how you're helping other people. Um, but as I said, it's good when you're doing it for a letting agent if you've got the right letting agency because they 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 are in alignment with your beliefs. So that's what you have to make sure. Yeah. Because in your enlightenment beliefs, they'll deliver the same sort of service you would deliver, and they'll replicate that. Um, but the difficulty of this is you still have to deal with the mire of your self-managed. This is mm -hmm. what we've talked about the now. You know, and how do you switch off? That's the difficulty. How do you switch off as a landlord? Because it is really a 24-7 thing in, in people's minds. And, and hopefully that's given some people ideas on how to just how to just how to just how to just break away from it for for I, i'm not really sure break away from it because you never break away from it to to just do something different and, and think, change your mental frame of mind for a change i think it's quite an important thing to obviously think about how you how will you be taking a break and and how you find that balance from not completely switching off because um well it will always be in the back of somebody's mind who's driven enough and and, and as a passion of theirs but do you have the right people dealing with things while you want to spend time with your family? And yeah. are you using your spare time to to relax? But at the same time, like you say, if you listen to podcasts, reading, maybe just going out and actually spending some time and kind of clear your mind. Mental health is obviously quite a big thing and uh, it's kind of overlooked. Do you know, use but your time relatively. Here's, here's quite an insight into this. Now, you've sort of brought that up a bit, Richard. Do you think the landlord thinks a lot more about the tenant than the tenant thinks about the landlord? That's quite a good question. That is a really good question. I would love to hear other people's insight in that. Yeah. Do you think the landlord thinks more about you as a tenant, or you know, or you know, or or do you think more about your landlord? I know what the answer to that is. Yeah. I think about my tenants mostly all the time. And what, it should to make be like sure, that. to make sure they've got they've got the necessary the necessary housing and, 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 and all the things. Look at it. Look at the look at the let's let's hey now we're going to get to the nitty gritty here. Look <laughs> at the huge losses I'm going to make this year. Tens of thousands of pounds I'm going to lose this year, Clearly. and it doesn't phase me at all. It's all part of being a landlord. You know, one of the companies, I'm on a 40,000 loss already because I've spent so much on repairs and improvements. Not repairs, actually improvements. Because, yeah. you know, the repairs are nothing. The repairs are day-to-day -day stuff, but the improvements are tens of thousands. I think with that company, I think it reaches in about 100,000. And that's yeah. just one company. So it doesn't it doesn't phase me because I know it's necessary in order to reinvest and and for a lot of landlords out there they'll they'll be thinking to themselves flipping heck it's like I couldn't afford to do something like that mm -hmm. maybe you shouldn't be a landlord yeah so I would say that answer to that question for me personally is I probably think more about my tenants than they think about me as the landlord I mean I don't expect them to think about me as a landlord because it's no it's no their business it's you know know what I mean so it's me it's, it's me to look after them not the other yeah. way around they've not got that duty or that they've not got that responsibility of a duty of care landlords yeah. and agents and things do have that and it should be definitely, at the definitely. um so yeah i think whatever people are doing Patrick, point, harvey thinks more about my tenants than i think about them well <laughs> he doesn't he could <laughs> care less he's only on it he's on an ego trip that's all as most as most of these people in the you know in the other side and, and I will say the other side because it is a divide now. Mm -hmm. It never used to be in the early 2000s when we created that with the National Landlord Association when I was chairman in Scotland. Um, but there was never a divide. There was a there was a cohesive way forward and a and a consultation and a and a strategic plan to make sure we were all going in the right direction. To make sure we we're all singing off the same sheet, along with the Scottish government, along with all the stakeholders, along with the uh, shelter, along with crisis and all the rest of it. We mm -hmm. had all these people on board at that time, and we were we were forging ahead and professionalising the whole organisation. Because as I said before, and I often often referred to it before, Richard, um, when I first started, it was like the Wild West. Yeah, literally, um, there was no regulations really. There was you know general regulations from the 1988 Act. 
Um, but there, apart from that, there was no updated legislation, and we were all running on outdated, outdated, uh, outdated legalities and stuff. It, it no, were no longer applicable. It would only ever brought in in the beginning. You can see how this happens because of Van Husenfeld, because of Rachman. Rachman was the sixties. Van Husenfeld yeah. was the eighties, um, and and whoever Patrick Harvey's landlord is is the new, the new one, the new kid on the block. Yeah. So you see how that just one landlord, one person, each time over history has has driven the government to change the legislation because of one single landlord, and yet there's yeah. over there's about three hundred thousand landlords in Scotland alone. Mm -hmm. There's about two million in England, by the way. Anyway, yeah. no, that's just finished. We're, yeah. we're st <laughs> we'll stop it here. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. But you're, you're right, Jim, and things changed so much. I mean, even since 2010, when I come into the industry, things have, things have changed so much. So um, it's just it's, it's the way it is, obviously. Yeah. Um, and things will continue to progress like that. But whatever everybody has planned for the holiday season, we'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. All the best of success for 2024. Jim, we'll be doing um, a really good topic on the Wealth Creation Show for Monday. So Monday, 12.30, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, please tune in. If not, you can do the podcast or we're on the playlist. So, well, bye for uh, now. And I'll, yeah. I'll deal with the people on TikTok there now. Right, so, hang on, TikTok. Right. Okay. Bye.